Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Blair, wife, mother of three, author of Holistic Wealth, and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. The show will showcase various experts in the key pillars of holistic wealth. Each week, we deliver the best information on how to become holistically wealthy and live your best life. Today, we have a very special guest here with us. I have Jenna Sophia, and Jenna is a world-renowned subconscious specialist and healer. She's based in London and New York. She has worked with thousands of people from celebrities to Fortune 500 CEOs to entrepreneurs and billionaires. Using her bespoke approach, based in spiritual and scientific methods collected over the past decade, she helps high performers who have tried everything to transform their stress, emotional traumas, triggers, relationship blocks, and physical disease in record time. After battling many incurable chronic illnesses for over a decade, Jenna managed to heal herself using the power of her mind and now helps others go beyond their limits using the subconscious. She is passionate about helping people realign their energy so they can manifest better health, relationships, success, and fulfillment. So Jenna, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you, Keisha, for that intro. I'm really excited to be here with you. Okay, great. And so, of course, from the intro, I just wanted to get a sense of your journey. And of course, I've been following you on Instagram. And there was this one post that you did that really stuck out with me. And I read it this morning again, Jenna. And you were just talking about your journey and how you started as an entrepreneur, how you started basically just not even charging clients, just to build up your clientele and releasing those money blocks so you could have success and helping others. So can you tell us about your journey and how it started? Yeah, absolutely. So I originally got on this spiritual path from a very young age. I started learning Reiki, which is an energy healing tool when I was 12 years old. My mom was really keen on introducing us to holistic health, things that we could use, whether that be supplements or modalities. And just really exposing us to a different way of thinking from very early on. So I originally, from a very young age, suffered with a lot of anxiety. I suffered from depression. I also had other physical reproductive diseases. And essentially, I was on a lot of pharmaceutical medication. And it was really taking a toll on my mental, physical and real spiritual health. So I started diving in more into the subconscious mind and understanding how epigenetics affects our health and epigenetics being the science of our biology in a very new paradigm way of thinking. And this really opened my eyes to what was possible. And so I found a lot of profound changes happen within my body from going down this path of exploring the subconscious, along with veganism as well, that really helped me take action on the spiritual work that I was doing. And that really led me to heal myself and get off all my medication. And my doctors called me like (laughs) spontaneous remission. And it was truly an empowered remission and being able to heal myself. And it just became a passion of just really wanting to share this with the world and knowing that there are a lot of people who suffer and who are in pain and there are other ways of really taking control and our power back. And that's how it it got started. And, you know, as you mentioned before, I was not charging anything for a good year 
before I, I really was able to build up that rapport and that clientele and then eventually have a successful business. That's amazing. It's an amazing story. I just wanted to ask just for our listeners, if you could just tell us what epigenetics is. Epigenetics, epi meaning above the gene is essentially the science of understanding how our genes are expressed. So you've heard this maybe old paradigm saying of, oh, it's it's in our genes, right? Like if my mom has this disease, I'll have this disease or, you know, this runs in my family. And that is true to a certain extent. But what biology and specifically Dr. Bruce Lipton discovered a lot about how our genes work and our genetic coding has a lot to do with the environment and the stimulus we give it. So chronic stress, medication, spiritual malnourishment, just all of these things on all these different levels have a huge impact on how we are expressed genetically as humans, how healthy we are or how sick we are. It's truly transformational information when you're able to really understand that there is nothing out of your control. Um, And I know that in this day and age, it can feel like we don't have control, but really managing your perceptions is what manages your environment, which then in turn affects the way that your health is expressed. Yeah. And so, Jenna, you mentioned earlier in this episode that you started out working for free for like the first year. And as I read in your bio, you worked with billionaires and celebrities. Can you tell us a bit about how that growth happened on your journey and in the business? Yeah, absolutely. When I first started out, I was working for free because I was taking the time to really practice my craft and really getting a lot of data about what people go through, what needs to get done in order to actually create the transformation. And so I was really using this as like a time to really practice and hone in on my skill. And I did it for free because I had no exposure. I was not known. You know, I didn't have any social media or anything like that. So it was just really word of mouth. I started working with family members, then friends, And then eventually, after about a year, I started expanding more because I started creating a social media presence and I then started, you know, charging minimal amounts for my work. And then in terms of getting more high profile um, clientele that actually happened through uh, personal connections and through basically people referring with past clients and then also social media. So It's interesting what social media can do in terms of making or breaking businesses, but there's so much potential to grow using social media. And that's really where my work started to pick up. And then being asked to be in media and other outlets and like podcasts, it just kind of grew from there very naturally and organically. But I had to do a lot of work on my own belief systems with wealth for sure to to even feel worthy of of charging and doing this work and then really expanding. Yeah, no, for sure. And and just going back to that Instagram post where you mentioned that you had to get over those ancestral money blocks and that intrigued me a whole lot. And I wanted to ask you about those ancestral money blocks and how you even, you know, you came to recognize them, self-awareness and what were your strategies for breaking through that? Definitely, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, the easiest way to figure out what your money blocks is, is find something that you want to do and then see how much to what extent you can do it or become successful at it. Because really there is so much that we unconsciously don't even really see that we have these money blocks. And so to become aware of it, you know, I worked with different spiritual teachers and shamans and 
this is when this concept of like ancestral trauma or ancestral blocks came from. And this is like a few years ago when I was first really diving into more of my health. And what I learned was that on a very energetic level, we are connected to our ancestors, right? And the same eggs, for example, that were in your mother's room, she was holding that her entire life before you came. So you are actually absorbing the trauma and the perceptions and the programs and patterns in which came before you. So a really great place to start when you're like, what are my ancestral money blocks is what were your parents or your caregivers or who you grew up with? What were they saying about money? What were the generation before that saying about money and really looking at the lineage of how money was talked about and related to how much we felt worthy of what we thought we could and couldn't do. You know, there was a lot of focus, especially in my culture. I come from an Indian background where the woman traditionally wasn't the, the money maker, so to speak. Right. And so breaking through that pattern, right. And understanding that, oh, there's something there around me even feeling like I could do that. Right. Which is probably why I worked for free for so long <laughs> to begin with. Right. And it's all a journey in your own personal karma that you come with and, and how you're actually going to, you know, break through this into what extent, but also recognizing that your past and the generations before you do not define you because it is up to you with your free will to create the life you want and recognize that you did come from this so that you have a direction of where you want to go moving forward, especially with wealth. Yeah, no. And that's for sure. And those are such insightful words. Like I'm still thinking about the eggs in the mother's womb. And of course I have three kids. So I'm like, wow, what we pass on to our kids, you know, and working through that. So Jenna, just in terms of like your own process, because you mentioned something so profound and so many women, especially like from my culture too, I'm from Caribbean culture. I feel the same way because we, we have that similar cultures in some ways. And so for those women who are struggling through that, you know, where it's a male dominated society, men's achievements are celebrated more, talked about more, you know, and you mentioned a bit about breaking through that cycle. Can you tell us a bit more about that? I'm really just intrigued. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, we have to understand first how the subconscious operates, right? And how our patterns are passed down. We have to understand what the subconscious does and how it operates. So the subconscious, if you look, think of an iceberg, think about the tip that you can see as being the conscious part of you, 5%. Then there's this huge iceberg underneath, which is a subconscious, which is all your patterns and programs and things that you've picked up from society, from parental programming, from television. All of these things are creating a perception of what you feel like you can and cannot do. So between the third trimester and through all the way through age seven, our subconscious is being solidified. We're like a sponge, essentially. So growing up, I had really great role models of both my parents working and my parents having a very healthy relationship in terms of the woman can make money, right? And the woman is able to go have a job and do what she wants to do during the day, not just a mother. And my mom went to work three months after I was born. So I was really raised by my caregiver. And that also played a huge impact and role on what I could and couldn't do. But I was always told from a very young age that like, the woman should have a right to work. The woman should be successful, right? The woman is, is revered as this intelligent 
person, not just for their body or their looks or, you know, for their homemaker skills, whatever it is. And so that was really imprinted within me. And my mom joked, she's like, you were in all those board meetings with me. She was a lawyer back in the day. And she was like, you were in all those board meetings with me. And I'm like a really good negotiator now (laughs) as an adult. And like, I can understand that now because I was picking up on those codes and they were defining my responses in this human form when I was born. Right. So I was absorbing all of this. So for me, like that was to answer the first part of the question. And then in terms of like the tools that I use, I've studied so many different modalities. And I think what I realized is it's not about the modality or the tool, but how you use it and the energy that you're bringing to it. So it's not that one thing is going to fix you, but understanding that we are so multidimensional and so layered, and there are going to be different things that you need for different times. But you can start by changing your perceptions every day and determining what thoughts am I going to choose? How am I going to respond to things? Where are my shadows? Where am I like holding myself back in my blocks? And once I bring light and awareness to it, a really easy way is to just say, okay, how can I take action? Even if it's slightly uncomfortable to go in the opposite direction. So that's really what I'm practicing now in terms of breaking through my continuous blocks as they come up, as I grow, because you're always going to continue growing and expanding through your previous levels where you were like, no, this is good. And then you want more and you want to keep expanding. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, no. And that's great. And I'm just going to switch from money blocks back to health again. And, you know, it's fine because we're talking about holistic wealth and those are two critical pillars. So it's all good. When we started and you mentioned chronic illnesses, or I mentioned it too, in your bio, we deal with the money blocks. Yes. And then of course we all at one time or the other also deal with health issues, whether it's a chronic health issue or an accident or something else happens. And so can you tell us too how you also overcame that, Jenna? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned before, it was a very holistic approach. So I did a lot of subconscious work with different modalities. I worked with shamans. I went through my own, I feel spiritual awakening in a sense, because when you get so sick in your health, it really cracks you open in a way where you're like so open to trying anything and believing in miracles that things just happen when you're in that space of surrender. And I really think that it was the combination of everything and just also my own, my own decision to stop outsourcing my health and really taking ownership and understanding the body, understanding what would be healthy for me, not what what I was told would be healthy for me. And just really questioning the information that I was raised with. Right. And I think that is so important when you're in a health situation is to not just take things for or how they've been told, right? Like really, really question the information that you're given, really question the ability to heal on your own, right? Like where do we find ourselves blocking our ability to just really be in alignment on a physical level? And also in terms of like how wealth responds to imbalances in the physical body, you know, for me, especially, like I mentioned, I had a lot of issues with my reproductive organs. And that is governed by like the root chakra, right? And the root chakra has a lot to do with stability and security and wealth is a huge part of that. So there was either stuff that I came with karmically around money, like I mentioned before. Um, And I also noticed a huge trend, especially with women of color, 
of having a lot of reproductive issues. And I really truly believe it's an imbalance in the root chakra and understanding security and wealth and, and feeling like we have that for ourselves. Right. Um, and really feeling like it's ours to own and our sensuality and our sexuality and our pleasure center, all of these places have a lot to do with the expansion that wealth gives us. So there's no, there's no mistake that those are interlinked in that way. And that's very interesting, Jenna, because you're so right. A lot of women of color in particular have these issues. I know many women in my family who do, and I'm so excited once this podcast is published to pass this on to them to listen to it. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but I'm just so, so intrigued again, so intrigued as to why this is so, you know, specific to women of color. And you mentioned some of it, but is it possible to mention and to tell us again, you mentioned wealth and that's intertwined in it, which is just unbelievable. I've never heard it before. And so I'm just so intrigued. So is it possible to just tell us some more about that? From the information and knowledge that I've gathered, right? I think women of color specifically back in the day were really revered and honored and respected. And we knew how our own feminine power, and it was something that people were devoted to, right? Honoring the divine feminine, honoring the abilities of the womb and that rite of passage that we do, a woman bringing spirit basically into matter and how that was something that was truly unique to to the woman. And without them, there would be nothing on earth, right? Essentially, this was the understanding and the reverence. But then I think as it began to play out, there was a huge imbalance with the masculine and feminine energies on earth. And it became toxic because we were straying away from the divine masculine and the divine feminine balance and understanding the harmony within that. And then you add colonialism and you add suppression and you add all of the things that became toxic in society and the imbalance that women became suppressed. And like I said, the root chakra, which is like at the base, rules like the genital areas, reproductive system, wealth, creativity, security. And so this became to be highly imbalanced, right? And there was such a suppression, there was so much fear that it became locked and launched in the womb. And so you see a lot of imbalances then with women, you know, heavy periods, infertility issues, all of these things are really on, I feel like a manifestation of ancestral trauma that we're carrying epigenetically and also our own suppression, just being a woman in this day and age. And so that I think is a real big manifestation because now women are starting to step in more into their power or there's more awareness of let's get women back into their power, right? But still with a balance of the right masculine and feminine energies, not just fully feminine, because that would be imbalanced as well. And getting back to our center and understanding that like we are the ones that birth the world and that we are divine and respected and honored and not having shame around the pain that we have or that our ancestors went through and honoring what they went through so that we can also be the ones who break those generational ties that are no longer serving our lineage. So powerful. Earlier to Jenna, you mentioned in terms of healing your own self, that you went into remission and you used holistic methods. Can you tell us some of the methods that you use and what listeners can try to do and in their own lives? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, in terms of like the modalities, obviously no modality can say that they cure this or heal anything. Right. So just to preface it with that, but like I mentioned, it was a very holistic approach in the sense that I tried a few things and then I added some more and then I just really followed my intuition. So what I would recommend, you know, in terms of tangible things that people can do is really starting to explore the subconscious. And I have resources on my website and other podcasts where you can listen to that. But I feel like now at this stage, what can people do right now? Because what I did is I went and took a lot of courses and did a lot of different studies. And this is not available right now, obviously, for COVID and it's not online. So my suggestion is to just understand the subconscious, understanding and bringing awareness to your perceptions, to the things that you are repetitively doing in action that isn't serving you or thinking that is limiting you and start to take small steps to go in the other direction, not jumping from zero to 100, but really just being honest with yourself. Like, what is one thing that I can do in my power that feels right to shift out of? And you can journal that or you can think about that or talk to yourself and talk it through. But that is really, really powerful because at the end of the day, it's not about the modalities. It's about you really recognizing what you're deciding to participate in with your thoughts and your attention and awareness, and then making that choice with your intentions to step out of that paradigm. Absolutely. And so Jenna, is it like also partly gratitude and positive thinking, things like that, that can help us with our thoughts and in our emotions? Yes, absolutely. You know, gratitude is immensely powerful. I love this practice of Ho'oponopono. I'm not sure if I'm saying it 100% correctly, but it's this Hawaiian prayer that you can say that actually works on a subconscious level and really clears out dense programs. So it's this idea that anything that comes into my reflection is something that I have within me, even if I don't see it. So what you repeat to yourself is, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And you repeat that to yourself. Anytime you're going through a difficult time, anytime you have something come into your awareness that you don't like, or that you're like, why is this here? Even something simple as traffic, it's getting you to a place where you, you are so hundred percent in control of your life. And you see everything as a reflection of something within you or something that needed to happen. And then you're clearing the programs in real time by saying this prayer and it's really powerful. So this is something that I suggest to my clients all the time to repeat because it, it really is powerful. And you can, you can read a book. I'm pretty sure it's called Zero Limits by John Vitale around it. Yeah. That's amazing. And so just to repeat the prayer again, Jenna, is it, I love you, please forgive me and thank you. Or is it the other way around? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And so Jenna, I know you, you took the personal financial identities quiz that I developed and I'm so eager to hear your results because through this podcast, we've had some amazing guests and they've shared their results in a very open and authentic way. And it's helped our listeners to understand theirs as well as others, you know, whether it's in a relationship or with a spouse or with friends or with family or even at work. It's been just amazing, the insights that we've been able to share. So can you tell us yours and any thoughts? And of course, we mentioned in the beginning money blocks and ancestral blocks, which is amazing. 
And so I'm just dying to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. So I got the risk taker and that was, that felt really aligned. <laughs> That's amazing. For me. Yeah. Because I, I, I do really love investing, whether it's like my time, my money or my energy. And I actually had a reading yesterday, a gene key reading, which is a system that can help you understand different genetic codes and frequencies that you came for on this earth. So it's really interesting. And I discovered that I have one gene key that is all about breaking ancestral money (laughs) and money patterns and helping other people do that. So that was very uh, illuminating for me and how it was this specific gene key holds a very intuitive investment sense. And I've always felt that way. So the risk taker definitely was aligned for me. That's amazing. And Jenna, like I I have to ask you to tell me more again, because I'm I'm intrigued with everything you're saying, because I'm a risk taker, too. So maybe I have that gene. Who knows? But like, can you tell us about that gene somewhere like you mentioned? And so I'm just wondering for people who are listening in who are risk takers, I'm sure we're all perked up now. We're all ears. Yes, absolutely. So Gene Keys was created by a man named Richard Rudd. And you can actually go on to the website Gene Keys, G-E-N-E-K-E-Y-S dot com and actually put in your information. So it's your birth time, your date of birth and location. And this basically creates a hologenetic profile for you, which has the Gene Keys that you came with. So there are different genes for like your life's purpose and like what energy you came to bring to the world or your love and your love life or your wealth and different things. And what's really cool about it is that it shows you your shadow that you came with in each gene key and the city, meaning the highest pinnacle of your life's purpose. So for example, my life's purpose is six. So the shadow of that is conflict. And then the city of that is peace. So, and in between that stage is diplomacy. So it goes, I move out of conflict, then I bring diplomacy and then peace. So it can really help you understand again, more of what your subconscious is carrying and what your ancestral uh, genetic coding is carrying, because now you have all your shadow aspects or your blocks and the ways that you're preventing yourself from really being that full potential version of you in that city state, right? And you can then with that awareness, know how you better operate on a soul level. And you can find people that do gene key readings and other things, but his site has a lot of great information. And I think he even has a course on there. So that's amazing. And so you're saying that with regards to the risk taker profile that you were able to see that. And that was through, I'm just wondering if you can just repeat that part again for us. Yeah. So I took the test and I found out that I was a risk taker. And then yesterday I had a gene keys reading and my gene keys coach told me that we were, we focused on different gene keys each time. And so this gene key specifically was about wealth and it, the highest civic state was veneration and the lowest state was failure. If I'm getting this correct. And I come with this shadow of failure because the way that we as a collective work is that if we're not succeeding financially, then we're failing. Right. And so when we get let go of that dualistic perception and we really see everything as an expansion, then we break through those ancestral patterns of thinking, oh, this is just how it is for me. And I'm a failure if I'm not making money, et cetera, et cetera. And understanding, no, there are different ways to do things 
than what your ancestors did before you and what the collective is doing with the way that they view money. So it was just an interesting correlation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I will share those resources in the show notes for everyone so they can go check that out because that's absolutely intriguing. And so Jenna, before we end, I just wanted to follow up with a question about the risk taker profile and how you've been able to build your business and how you think it's basically impacted your philosophy, how you make your business decisions in terms of finances and money and creating wealth. And as well as, you know, in terms of your relationship with clients, can you tell us just a bit about how you've seen that play out in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it almost comes with the territory of being an entrepreneur. It's your natural risk taker, right? Because there's nothing promised and, you know, everything's up for grabs always. And it's always up to you how much or how little you create for yourself, right? On wealth on all levels. So for me, especially, I understood very early on in my business that mentorship and investing my time, money, and energy into mentors in a business way would be very beneficial for me. And it truly has been a really great investment for me long-term. And I knew that. So when I first invested in a business coach, I invested 25% of everything I had. And that is pretty risky. (laughs) You're going to do something like that. But I just knew that I could feel within me that this was energetically correct for me. And it's not that he was going to do the work for me and I was going to make all this money. It was that I knew that he was going to give me what I needed to create that wealth for myself by holding that space for me and being that energetic container and that business mind that I needed and where I couldn't see. Right. So I think it's really important with risk taking. One of the pros to it is that you really are honoring investments and you can see things that maybe don't make sense, but would probably work out for you in different ways down the line. It's not a linear investment, so to speak. And so I definitely have done that in my career a lot. And and also even being a risk taker with how big I'm playing, you know, what audiences am I attracting? What type of clientele am I attracting? And like, where, where did I pick up these belief systems of I can't work with people like that, or it has taken 20 years to be a success and all these different things and being really bold in the way that I'm working on myself and my own belief systems and taking big risks with that and playing big with what I charge and what I want to create and, and how wild or crazy my offers are. And maybe it might not be understood by the average person, but those who take it, take it and just really taking risks on all levels and trying new things and being creative and just knowing that this is just, we're in this life for fun. So why not? No, that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, you shared some wonderful insights here on the show today, Jenna. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. And I just wanted to say one more thing about the prayer. So I think I got it slightly mixed up. So I just want to repeat it once more. So everyone knows. So the first step is repentance of I'm sorry, and then forgiveness please forgive me. And then gratitude. Thank you. And then the love part is I love you. So I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Perfect. And thanks for clarifying that for us too, Jenna. And can you tell the audience where to reach you? So your website and social media? Yes. So my website is beyondthebelief.com. And my Instagram is underscore Jenna Sophia. Okay, perfect. So once again, Jenna, thank you. It was amazing having you on the show. And we're so grateful, um, you know, to have shared this 
journey with you in terms of sharing this story and so happy for those tips and strategies, especially during COVID-19. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful I was able to share and I'm looking forward to connecting again. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, KeishaBlair.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not, what are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks. Free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose? Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio online self-paced course. You're struggling with all your money decisions? Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup, job loss, or experienced the death of a loved one? Take the holistic healing course. You need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth? We will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint. And of course, if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth, become a certified holistic wealth consultant. Regardless of what career you've got, the Institute will show you how to increase your income and walk in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning, best-selling Holistic Wealth 32 Life Lessons to Help you find purpose, prosperity, and happiness.